All right, yeah, let's get into it. I guess my top line is like, this has been an information war, but that is not the question. The first question, so you've shown an intense interest in Ukraine over the past few days, um, has, as have many others, as reporters, yeah. correspondents, communications, politicians, and hackers. Yes. So what is your book about and what has it got to do with Ukraine or Russia and Russia? Ah, uh, well, well, the one I'm writing at, writing at the moment and just yeah. finishing off. So, so in fact, the, the book... It's really, really interesting to me what's been going on in Ukraine. Everybody's been talking about the fact that we're fighting. I mean, I think um, Carol Cadwallader called it the first great, great information war that we're seeing. In fact, um, my book shows is an attempt to show uh, that actually that's it's been happening for a very long time. And I don't mean since 2014 mm-hmm. uh, with the Russian incursions into Donbass. I don't mean since Trump and Brexit and Russian disinformation. I mean since about 1999. Mm. So the great, the great project, it's the great, the birth of the great Putinist project of make Russia great again, if you can call it that, was, um, was in Kosovo. And we are seeing a lot of the techniques that were premiered there. That is the crowdsourcing of cyber attacks. That is, um, uh, information war as part of a spectrum. Uh, that, that isn't separate from uh, cyber war or physical warfare. or so, so this idea of total war in which every click effectively is a potential, um, is a potential uh, act of war in which every human in the theatre is a potential uh, either you know, a, a civilian is also taking an active part. That's not to say they're combatants, but that's to say that they are assets to be um, unleashed or turned or used by either side. I mean, this is... Knowingly this or is, not knowingly? Uh, often knowingly. Um, and we can we can look at the way in which we have the Ukrainian government um, the night before last put out a call to... Um, to hackers in Ukraine and in the diaspora worldwide and everyone else who was passionately interested to join in and become part of what it called the Ukrainian IT army, um, joining in to take down and hit uh, strategic Russian targets online. So um, everything from banks to airlines to uh, uh, the Russian parliament and, and, uh, and, and Russian strategic command. I mean, so sometimes it's knowingly, but sometimes... It's unknowingly, and that's what we we saw. I think it's a kind of it's it's it unifies the idea that that's actually what we've seen with, um, let's say, the rise of Trump and Brexit and so on. Is the creation of whether you want to call them useful fools or whether you want to call them kind of um, you know, there's this word floating around. So and so is an asset. So and so is a Russian asset. So and actually, that's I've always found that to be a very frustrating word. It covers a multitude of sins. So it could that could mean. And in, in intelligence circles, it can mean somebody who is an, a pay, you know, an informant, paid or or or, or lent on or, or otherwise, um, who just isn't a, a, a member of the intelligence service, but is a, effectively a, a spy. Or it could mean somebody who is just bumbling along and doing things that the accuser claims is useful to the opposition. In which case, it's just about everybody on earth. So I mean, the 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 interesting thing to me is how un Undetected, and I think I think what it comes down to is we in the West, and I'm going to say the West, you know, meaning you know we all know that when when we talk about the West, we're probably talking about 
um, parts of global south as well. We're talking, you know, we're talking about that. I suppose it's communicated, uh, connected on the internet. You mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and it's everywhere. I suppose in the democratic world, in the democratic world, we are used to seeing that we have, you know, America's got Silicon Valley. NATO has weaponry, which is by some orders of magnitude more more advanced and more capable than than anything that, that let's say Russia has. However. To a man or woman with a hammer, the whole world looks like a bag of nails. And we have been very, very poor at recognizing that war is not a binary thing that is on or off. It is not something that people, it used to be in the 20th century, something that people declared. And once they declared it, everybody charged ahead and these weapons are going to be used and those weapons are going to be used against us. And we all know how that's going to work. It's become a continuum. It's become, I suppose, the thesis in my book uh, is that this continuum between cyber war, operations of influence and open warfare is a little bit like the way the internet itself has changed, is now an always-on uh, activity. It's mm-hmm. the slow, uh, continuing, distributed, entrepreneurial push for advantage. So, so often uh, people do get their news off the internet, but they also watch a lot of TV as well. Yeah. And so there's, um, and, and Netflix is like, it's brought a lot of uh, TV that wasn't mm. uh, available to us, uh, to, to our uh, sitting rooms or mm. living rooms, whatever you want to call it. So uh, have you, can I ask, have you watched Homeland? Uh, that yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I watched like series one a long time ago, I think. Ah, you know. Okay. So I was going to say to you that there is one series where, um, where they, they they have a sort of um, a, a, a trolling farm, a click farm, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like sort of mobilising against this new president who looks like she's going to be all about civil liberties and so right. on. Right. You know? Yeah. And um and and uh, it it goes into all sorts of areas and and it looks at kind of the the, the sort of the sort of MAGA um yeah, uh, right. uh, you know people and and um and so how and and they look at it two instances like very professionalised mm-hmm. uh, a sort mm-hmm. of Russian troll farms uh, mm-hmm. funded by. Russia, but also in connection with the state, who are also uh, yes. the, the, the state at- apparatus, uh, yeah. you know, the, uh, uh, not the president, but around them, who didn't want this woman to be uh, president. And, you know, yeah, right. Connected together, but on the other hand, you've got um, this this person who runs the control farm is 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 uh, found out, and he wrote he goes off to uh, to to, to hide in hiding, and he's in hiding mm. amongst like the the, the <laughs> for want of a better word, the proletariat. You know, the yeah, grassroots right. people who are for you know. Uh, Picking up their guns and fighting against the state and so on. Right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah. So I was just wondering if you if you'd seen that because um, yeah. also there's, there's a, a, a series where in set in Germany where there's a lot of this sort of thing uh, right. going on and hackers and so on. And I just wonder if some of the people you're talking about who are unknowingly doing this stuff yeah. are actually yeah, think- you know you know watching the TV rather than you know the internet. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this this is the big the great misconception is that cyber war, for example, is something carried out in you know in 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 dark uh bunkers uh or or even or even organized troll farm company i mean i know we've got the internet research agency in um in st petersburg which is effectively you know a, a kind of uh, a troll farm masquerading as a as some sort of um media agency and it's that that's the that's the kind of that's the easy thing to see in a way because we can imagine you know when people talk about chinese hackers have brought down this or China is behind great cyber attacks on here or Russia is behind. The easy thing to imagine is, is you know, lot, ranks and ranks of desks and lots of people sort of, you know, having or um, but, but a lot of the time, a lot of the time, that's just that that may exist, but that's just part of. And it's actually it's almost the least in some ways, the least interesting part of what's happening, because 
let's say like any business in a way in the business you've got the people who are shareholders in the business you know they own the business then you've got the employees of the business then you've got freelancers of the business then you've got the contact network then you've got people who will do a favor for a favor and you've got all these things running outside of the business that are actually that are, are pushing to help the business achieve its aims and so it is with cyber war and i mean i think so we're seeing in ukraine you know if you if we look at let's say I'll take the I'll take China because it's an, an example that people find impossible to think about. But but imagine I'm replicating this for for Russia or for anywhere else. You've got you do have yes absolutely a, a few people um, as it were you know government employees working on stuff. However, you've also then got um, you know they've they've created uh, I, I like to call them. Um, hacker industrial complexes, which are which which effectively are are non They might be students. They, China and Russia have both created a, an influencer um, hacker uh, economy. So they've got influencers effectively who are, if you like, our version of influencers. You know, all over Instagram, but they're not. They're all over um, Pastebin and they're all over uh, uh, hacks. And, and they've got their own websites and they've got their own HQs. And they're effectively kind of semi-detached. And, uh, and then they've got, you know, the idea that, that because they've created this sense that hacking is cool and hacking is a thing that people can do, then you've got these, these ranks and ranks of this thing that people call script kiddies, who are the wannabes who will get involved. And with things that we're seeing in Ukraine, you know, some of the direct denial of service attacks, that they count on on just numbers, sheer numbers. So these people are happy to to swell an attack take down a server and become the infantry. So I think well, you know, if if we like Brexit, which obviously I, you know, I'm I was I'm still absolutely living in a in cold grief about and anger. <laughs> um, but Brexit is a is a really interesting example. People looked for a reason or a demographic as to why that happened. And actually the reason it happened was because several things, including people who couldn't really normally give a fuck but were persuaded to give up and then the terminally aggrieved and then the, the 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 elderly Tories and then all kind of came together and so it is with cyber war and, and this is what we're seeing in in swelling the Ukrainian effort mm-hmm. we think about it that you know the government has put out an official call for hackers to join its you know I was, I was on the telegram group and it had swollen by about 30 minutes after that announcement to 10,000 members now not, not all of those people are going to be in Ukraine at all. You know, internet connections there are, are currently uh, uh, unstable, working, etc. A lot of them are going to be the global diaspora. A lot of them are going to be people who are wanting to give Russia a bloody nose, as indeed we've seen with people, you know, from 2014, 2016, wanting to give NATO a bloody nose, and going right back to the Russian cyber attack on Estonia in 2007. And 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 really, I think people are realizing in statecraft and and in in conflict situations people are realizing that the things that work in and this is going to sound terrible but but that advertising and 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 brands are way ahead of them okay and that by using some of what brands and advertising use whether it's whether it's saturation push mark push marketing techniques to get more people involved 
share don't forget to share and like why not do this this so, so you, you, with- you see advertisers as like those pioneers because i was just going to say listening to yeah. you it's like um uh, um there are no borders on the internet i mean our home secretary our home office and so on, don't really they, they're, they're very concerned about borders yeah. but there yeah. is none on the internet and so 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 these people are are effectively breaking down borders would you agree or what? yeah i think i think that's i think that, that's that's right i mean i think there's a you know, we we knew, and I saw all this. You know, I was involved, and I was I was um I was questioned by MI five actually in two thousand on suspicion of being a Serbian spy. Um, yeah, it was really, and, and the, the the reason was because I had I'd phoned in something that had arrived without me wanting it to on my computer through email that was a list of um, NATO's uh, uh, battle plans, the peacekeeping forces battle plan. Uh, Rules of engagement and battle plans for uh, for when they swept into Kosovo and who who we should be arresting and who we should be under what circumstances we should shoot to kill and all of this ended up on my computer one day and I got uh, yeah I, I phoned it in and I actually called my editor at one of the papers and the editor sort of phoned and they came down to to question me and. The thing is, they couldn't so did believe. Did your editor have a responsibility to call MI5 about it? No, they 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 didn't, and I'm I'm a little bit um, annoyed that they did that. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't cool. And I was a freelancer. I mean, that really wasn't mm. cool. Anyway, anyway, they they ended up uh, ended up backing me up a little bit after that. But um, so the, the thing is, they couldn't believe they they were playing the game of. Uh, I'm just talk, going in here to talk about um, just for a moment the idea that. Uh, private, you know, business and media and agencies are the pioneers. They, the, the guys who came in to question me, were were looking clearly looking for somebody who had committed physical acts of espionage and had a physical human network. When they had it explained to them, when I was explaining that this is a, this is just the result of a trojan, it was very much like trying to explain, you know, trying to explain your pop tastes to your mum and dad. You know, they, they, they this were was in the year two thousand, yeah. So they're absolutely, not this was in two thousand. I mean, you know, but they were like, well, you, you know, you're, you're talking about all this, but really, what we're looking for is who you gave the secret. You know, you fools, fools. So, so the thing is, it was clear to me even then, I suppose that 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 the command structures that people that that exist inside intelligence networks, uh, intelligence agencies, and militaries and governments are antithetical. To the kind of entrepreneurial approach that brings, um, I suppose, brings brings communications breakthroughs or allows people to bend the rules a little bit to do something. And actually, that great, 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 you know, there's one of the the, the really interesting things that, that happened in the '90s is one, there was the internet, but two, at the very same time the internet came along, uh, we, you know, if you think about it, we were telling. You know, the Soviet Union collapsed and we were telling everybody in Eastern Europe and the rest of the world, do you know what? It's dog eat dog out there. You do what you can. You leverage what you can. Just make, you know, uh, Tom Friedman was writing in, in the Lexus and the Olive Tree. Um, oh, one, one dollar's the same as one vote. You leverage it. You, you get it. You do what you can. You know, and we were telling them that, that, that effectively there were no rules. And at the same time, we gave them the internet. The Eastern internet was born along very very different lines. The Eastern Internet from the very beginning has been, uh, you know, it's not been something where there's been a Silicon Valley that's been in bed with governments, you know, where where Google got seed funded by the NSA and so on. It was something far more dissident to begin with. Now, I watched that happen in in, in Serbia, where the, where the dissident hackers 
against Milosevic very quickly, very quickly, as soon as Belgrade came under bombardment from NATO, they turned against NATO and started taking down the White House website and taking down, you know, because, because we are talking about the crowdsourcing of online action that has real-world outcomes. And that, to me, is fascinating. Yeah, I think your book is going to be fascinating, but I'm going to move on to the next question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, um, so, so I was going to ask, so which is the last conflict that you watched closely like this, like like, like you have been doing with um, with, with Ukraine? Yeah. And well, were you around for the Arab Spring? What, 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 what yeah. uh, communication platforms were you watching or what were you doing? In that well, the, Arab, the Arab Spring was... So the last one, the last one that I've been mm. passionately and 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 fully um, invested with, um, unfortunately, or invested in, unfortunately, was the overrun overrunning of Afghanistan, which um, you know I was trying to trying to. Um, I was involved. Other people were were able to be far more effective, unfortunately, than I was. But I was involved. You know, there were telegram groups trying to get people um, references and papers and get them to to airports and alert them to. Uh, ambushes and so on on the way. I mean, that was a great underground thing that was happening there. Um, people were being, you know, there, there were lookouts around Kabul reporting in when known um, kind of Taliban enforcers were heading to which gates of which airport and, and getting certain people out of there and to the other gates and, and so on. I mean, that was that was something, the, the, the story of that will one day be written by people much better than me. And it was it was it was it was gut wrenching and it was sad, but it was it was people trying their best and it was doing so in some in some very innovative ways. I suppose yes. So to come back to your your question with the Arab Spring, the Arab Spring was was a really 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 interesting thing for me because I I'd of course I'd already gone through you know uh, Kosovo and seen what had happened in Estonia when uh, Russia brought. Uh, Estonia in 2007, more or less to a, a standstill because it was a very, it's a very online um, country and brought it more or less to a standstill with wave upon wave of cyber attacks, all prompted by the, the moving of a, of a bronze uh, soldier, of a, a Russian soldier um, in 2007. And then I'd seen Georgia, of course, and, and Abkhazia in 2008. So by two, I was quite amazed by the, by the 2010s when it all started happening. I was amazed that there was so much what I felt was naivety um, around, yes, you know, um, and it was it was so much the kind of almost the Zuckerberg um, playbook. Yes, we will bring the world together. We, social media will make them free, and you looked at it, and yeah, absolutely, there were ways in which in which Twitter and Facebook, of course, were helping to um, coordinate protests and helping to get people's stories out to a wider. Um, uh, and experiences with the authorities and with with authoritarian crackdowns and so on out to a wider public, in in, in which circumstances diplomatic pressure could be used, and 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 in other cases, um, let's look at Libya and Syria. You know, public and, and Tunisia public pressure was suddenly overwhelming, and Egypt to an extent. I think the, the problem was though that it, it was very very quick. Mm-hmm. We were very quick, uh, and I don't think everybody was. I don't think. I think in some senses commentators in America are still shocked that that bringing people, making the world more transparent and bringing people closer in touch and all of that is a double-edged sword. 
And I think we saw very quickly that social media posts were being used by the authorities then to uh, trace and crack down and identify and uh, take a far slower form of revenge, you know, against some of the, the, the protests. And, and, you know, again, we saw in Libya uh, in, I'm going to say 2000. 11. Was it at 10, 11? 10, 11. But I, I, I can check a date and get straight back to you. We saw, we saw there, you know, um, global uh, hacker armies joining in on Gaddafi's side in order to try to hack and to take down and to stymie and to confuse um, rebel positions of like the Libyan youth movement and so on. You know, it, it, it's, this, is, this is the new reality. And I think everybody loves the idea of, you know, there's somebody, one person is, you know, um, responsible you know, for Yeah. The, the, Puppet the, master. The, the, yeah. yeah. And I think, and I do think there's a, guy, a fascinating guy called Yevgeny Morozov, who's this um, uh, American, but originally Belarusian um, tech commentator. And he talks about tech solutionism. And, you know, at the beginning, so at the beginning of this, I said, you know, we've got the bigger arms, we've got the the bigger Silicon Valley. We've got all of this. And to a, to a man with a hammer, the whole world looks like a bag of nails. Well, he talks about tech solutionism and utopianism. And he says, you know, the, the idea somehow um, that America has and that the West has, that whatever the challenge, there's an app for that. We'll just, it's all right. We'll invent technology for it. We'll have an app for that. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll win it. With I mean, technology. that's how uh, checkout people lose their jobs, isn't it? You know, Absolutely um, a friend of mine Absolutely. says that like uh, tech is like created by autistic uh, people. Right. Well, so, so yes, tech is created by people who are interested in the tech, not necessarily the human challenge or reading the room or whatever. So, and and for me, it's 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 been fascinating with that. You know, where you've got you know Mark Zuckerberg from all reports, frankly, unable to imagine that the thing that he sees as being this wonderful thing, Facebook and and, and Meta and so on, was being used to. Um, to coordinate the slaughter of Rohingyans, mm, mm. right? So frankly, unable to imagine. And I think, I think we've had a blindness in the West, in NATO, uh, uh, specifically in in the US. Um, there has been a blindness as to wh- wh- whenever there's been a whenever there's been a challenge in the cyber um, arena that's been human, and that's about whether it's cyber criminals or whether it's about whole populations going online to take down NATO um, uh, 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 strategic command or whether it's been about disinformation or anything like that, the first thing they'll do is invest in some sort of technology that's supposed to be better at filtering it. They'll pump more money into Silicon Valley. And actually it feels like this is this the Ukraine conflict has been a wake-up call in the sense that we are seeing that it, it doesn't necessarily, the asymmetry in tech spending doesn't always mean that that will be the more effective platform. We are seeing, you know, one of the things that, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It's still very early days in Ukraine. But, you know, somebody wrote on Twitter the other day, the thing about starting an information, you know, about starting information wars as Russia has is you might have, you know, you you might have put all the time into it. You might have put, but you know, you can you can easily come again, come up against a very online president like Zelensky, yeah. who's, just, who's just really good at getting the message out. Yeah, you know, so, I, so I think we're seeing that. I hope we're seeing. I hope we're seeing a moment when the penny drops in the West that bigger and better guns and spending and arms doesn't. Translate. It doesn't translate. It doesn't necessarily. It's no substitute for educating your population mm-hmm. on 
you know, on what, what they're seeing. Yeah, and yeah. exactly, and the and, techniques that are being used. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, because uh, one of these uh, questions I was going to say, so, so I know we, we've talked already that the, there's mm. various platforms that are going on. And you yeah. mentioned like porn sites where they're uh, that yeah. <laughs> they're in the comments and so on, and another site you mentioned. And so I wanted to ask about communicating on uh, on these porn sites and social media sites yeah. that, that we haven't heard about, um, as opposed to in, in 2010, uh, you know, Facebook. Yeah, right. Yeah. And also, you know, the January 6th protests when like yeah. a lot of those people were, you know, were found to be doing this sort of thing on facebook and, and some of them yeah, are arrested absolutely. so, so yeah. do you think the world has moved on from facebook because they well, no, know that, 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 that that's where the authorities look yeah i mean there is this there is this it's really i've got this really i keep returning to this that we we fail to measure the things we kind of don't want to consider so it's really interesting that i've i've been in in agency briefings uh, uh, and government briefings where people have gone, you know, I'm, I'm going to just give you a, an example now. This is exaggerating a little bit, but people have gone, here, look at this pie chart. This is what teenagers do online. 33% of the time they're looking for products and services. 33% of the time they're chatting with friends. And 33% of the time they're gaming. And I'm like, that's fucking not it. I know what they're doing online. I mean, for fuck's sake, everybody, we all know what teenagers are doing. <laughs> you know, that doesn't show up because that's dark traffic, right? So mm. people don't. People don't declare it. People don't talk about it. People don't. I mean, as far as I could see, I was the only person yesterday. I looked at the, I was the only person even reporting it because it's like, what? You know, it's not cool for a, for some kind of, you know, blue, blue tick strategic analyst from the State <laughs> Department to be going, oh, I've been on porn. So I'll tell you what, I've been. But you can tell, and I've always, I've always held this. If you are involved in cyber war at all, for fuck's sake, go to have a look. Have a look at the illegal download sites. Have a look at the porn sites. Have a look at whatever you and and and. The, Mate, everything. I don't want the state. I don't want MI five to come to your house again. <laughs> We're letting too much out. I don't mean the illegal porn sites. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> MP3 is illegal, yes. Born strictly above board. No, that's fine. All that last bit we better put off the record, right? But but the key the key I think the key thing is that there are, you know, every we've just we've only just got the got the media and governments used to thinking about 4chan for fuck's sake. Mm. We've only just got them used to the idea that that there are there are in fact lots and lots and lots and lots of really 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 hard to trace, hard to pl- plow through. It's a lot of legwork copies of Reddit basically, and yeah. there they all yeah. are. You know, the Reddit for badness, uh, and you know that that's where a lot of cyber attacks are organised. That's where, to be honest, a lot of information offensives. You know, especially you know on 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 culture wars. You know, a lot of mobbing attack. All these sorts of things are organised there. But they are not the only places. So dark traffic will flow where dark traffic flows. And the key, you know, I think I think these places, you know, one of one of the one of the key birthplaces and training grounds of cyber warriors through the twenty through the two thousands and uh, kind of early twenty tens has been places like um, I don't know if you remember like, like LimeWire. Okay, yes, I do, I do. Mozilla and all of these places. They're all on my old Macs, I think, not on my uh, new... uh, Only use them on a Mac, never use them on a PC. They absolutely uh, screw it. But, but yeah, because those those places were were 
they were messaging platforms at the same time as they were download platforms. Mm-hmm. They also um, gave you access. You know, I don't know whether you know, but if, when you if you chose to show people your files, you had to be very very careful what else they could see on your hard drive. Mm-hmm. So, so that the great birth of you know of of I suppose intelligence trolling against the West came about in large part. You know, there were there were there was people wanting to download music. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got. I mean extremists were doing it in the uk right so i i went in 2000 was it 2008 when it was during the mayoral election yeah and i went on a couple of these download sites and i downloaded you know i wanted to uh, this was for research and i downloaded a baby shambles which was pete doherty's band (laughs) baby shambles uh something 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 because i was looking at what was in a lot of weird things came zipped in the files. So I was looking at my paper, and you'd open what claimed to be a Baby Shambles, you know, uh, archive file, and in it, suddenly, there was all this stuff from the BMP. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it, it was. It, it had a folder in it. Not No Baby Shambles MP3s. It was called The Londoner. Please read and distribute. And it was a guy called, I think, Richard Barnbrook was the BMP candidate for mayor of London. Didn't get many votes, but it was all full of racist literature. It had wow. mocked up pictures of um, women in burqas um, flicking V wow. signs at people and robbing shit. Right. And it was, and, it, so, and I went at the time, I went to, I went to the standard. Or I didn't know. I went to whoever I, the standard, the guardian, the telegraph. Uh, Editors you had contacts with. A couple already. of other places. Yeah. And, and I've, I've got the replies, you know, uh, and some of them I talked to on the phone, like, well, we, we this is a, it's a, we don't understand the BNP, they're a political party. They're allowed to campaign like anybody else. And I was like, no, what you don't understand is the story isn't that the BNP is campaigning. Mm. The story is that they are choosing things. For example, they're choosing to create little Easter eggs out of online gaming files. Mm. That that are targeting young people. Yeah, exactly. They're going to appeal to young Londoners and perhaps anti-establishment or perhaps whatever London that are going to appeal. And they, they are, Using those as illicit means mm-hmm. to get through a violent, lit, violent campaigning literature. So, is but, this in your book? Because I'm wondering if you're like giving me breaking news here. This is like quite. This, <laughs> this is very new to me. A while ago. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, this this <laughs> is a while ago. But this this was this is going to be. There's more about that in the book. You know, there's more about all of this in the book. But it's mm. but it's it's absolutely. You know, our our clay footedness mm. has been. You know, in the West, our clay-footedness to understand mm-hmm. the dual edge of the internet and how it can be used against us and against various other people—it's, uh, you know, I know this is a tre- trendy word to use, but it's—it smacks so much of a kind of uh, of almost like the the pri- privilege of hege- hegemony. You know, it's like if you—it's easy to be a Silicon Valley billionaire or. Donald Rumsfeld or whoever you want and say, oh, it doesn't matter. We, we've got the biggest, we've got the best armies. We've got the biggest. What you, what you fail to understand is that the world is full of almost like digital Viet Cong mm-hmm. who may not have your, who may not have your resources, who may not have your budget or your firepower, but do have the burning, burning urge and need to try to even the score. 
And I think that's what we're seeing in Ukraine. You know, we're seeing a bunch of people. Russia has fooled itself in the same way that we were fooling ourselves. Russia's gone, oh, yeah, we're kind of the, uh, we're kind of the big, big bear in this, in yes. this region. We're kind of the cyber war, uh, fourth level ninja chess masters. Uh, we'll just roll <laughs> it. And I think what they found is that, that, that again, this, this idea of the, the, they're blinded by the privilege of their position. To what, to how effective, not just the internet, but this this entrepreneurial push and this this uh, this this unceasing innovative drive to resist and to subvert mm-hmm. is is as a weapon. I think they've they've missed that, and I know it's early days. So, what would you? Okay, so uh, Ukraine, they they are way ahead of the game. Let's say as Lensky, what would be your advice to? To, uh, to to people in countries where where they aren't winning the information war, uh, mm. such as in Afghanistan. Well, we've talked about Afghanistan, but maybe um, in Yemen, in Nigeria, in Armenia, um, you know, yeah. the Houthis. What what because they're getting bombarded and they're not getting any help from the West. What would be your advice there? Yeah, I know, and and I actually, you know, I'm I'm you know, I find that quite shameful to be honest, and I think it's it's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable to me. How uh, everybody's pushed the boat out, and before we get onto the Houthis and so how everybody's pushed the boat out for Ukraine, the right thing to do, the right thing to do. But how uh, the best that a lot of people could manage for even Afghanistan was um, a plane for dogs, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I, I, th- I think there's a I think the idea of 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 not not my problem, not our backyard, spheres of influence is is pretty poisonous. I think either you either you have um, Radical empathy. Hu- exactly. I, exactly. Humanity involves being being human and recognizing our shared humanity. And you know, I think that I think the problem is that 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 it's actually I think part of the problem is that that we've we've, we've reached an age in politics where everybody is thinking before they do a right or wrong. Everybody's thinking, how will this play with the very worst person? You know, how will this play with the the intolerant people from over there? How will this play with you know? And I think I think. We've we've got to a point where we're where everybody's triangulating. You know, you can you can see it in British politics where people are like, "Oh, what 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 will the message, the key message, be for the taxpayer?" It's like, well, what's the key message for the human inside the taxpayer? You know, is this right or is this wrong? So, so I I wouldn't presume to tell people over there what they can do, except to say, except to say that as one of the things I've I've seen with Ukraine is this, is that the government. Has been very, very good in the visible in the visible act of giving the world permission to become involved. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, uh, you know, but regardless it, of whether outsiders, the diaspora, may be prosecuted yeah. for some of it in the end. But what I would say to you is that uh, this has been really, really good. I'm going to stop mm-hmm. because I know you have to go. Oh, I'll stop. Yeah, of course I've. I've forgotten. I was having a good time. Thanks. <laughs> 